All right, welcome back to another edition of My Conversations here with Cartwright Morris. Um, this is the second installment with my conversation with Daniel Payne, a theologian of sorts. Um, yeah, I really enjoy Daniel's insight and really how he relates the scriptures, what he's learned, his education to the real life and what it means to us in a very meaningful and practical way. So, uh, yeah, this is just, um, like I said, I ended the episode last um, last week. This is a discussion more on how, yeah, how the Word of God um, grows us in our relationship with God. To not know just about Him, but to know Him. To know Him personally. And as strange that may sound from a book, that it's, it's hard just to read it at, like any other academic book or historical document. It is living and active. Um, so we hit on that um, a little bit last week, but we're going to try to unpack it some more. So feel free to let me know in some of the comments below. I think, yeah, I think there's many ways we could, uh, offshoots we could get to, but as a Christian, it's that, that starting place. Yes. And, yeah, to the point that this is a way to know God. Mm-hmm. Apart from me, I never knew you. This mm-hmm. is a way you know him and you, him know you in a way. Mm-hmm. But it, sharper than two-edged sword, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, huh. So I think, you know, sometimes you run into people who are like, meh, about the Bible. Christians who are meh about the Bible, take it or leave it. I was, you know, and usually it's for different reasons. Sometimes for charismatics, it's, you know, they're looking for this uh, experiential relationship with the Lord that's, um, you know, they would say that a spirit-driven and, you know, let's not be people of a book. Let's be people of God, of a person. Yeah. Um you know, some of that language I think is very helpful, and some of it we need to embrace. And like, okay, yeah, I need I need yeah. to have that reminder. But but the conclusion then that the Bible is like, eh, take it or leave it, is one hundred percent unreasonable for the Christian. Because again, when people talk like that, they don't. We're not agreeing on what the Bible is. If someone feels, new, if a Christian feels neutral or like negative about the Bible, like, ah, I mean, whatever. And then you've got, you know, on the other side, we talked about this recently, you know, pastor came out and kind of said that sounds like he doesn't think the Old Testament's inspired. And he's kind of coming at it from more of a uh, intellectual standpoint, seeing seeming contradictions or seeming discrepancies between the old and the new and the God of the old and the God of the new. And so he's coming at it from an intellectual standpoint. But again, his conclusion then that eh, we don't really need the Old Testament or we don't really need the Bible is wrong, or it's just it's what it's for sure showing you is that you're disagreeing on what the Bible is. Yeah. Because if we agree that the Bible is the Word of God, neither the charismatic nor the intellectual who made that comment, the intellectual Christian, would conclude we don't really need the Bible. It's not important. Because if if I said, hey. Cartwright, I want to, here's a book that I've written for you, and this is the chief mm-hmm. means by which you're going to get to know me. Yeah. And I wrote it. I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Here. For you to be like, that wouldn't make sense. 
because I'm telling you the chief way that I am going to let you get to know me. And I'm telling you that I wrote this. So if we agree about that, then we would embrace the Bible study at Wake Memory at way more than we ever have before. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and we would, just like I would agree with your character, I guess in the same way we would say the same thing about God. If God has revealed to me that He is love, mm-hmm. you know, that He sent His Son, therefore He cares for me, mm-hmm. and then says, here, read this. Mm-hmm. This is this will tell you about me. Mm-hmm. Your way to get to know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and that la- just the differences of language, how it yeah it can be sometimes we think we're smart by saying certain things or some or I've used it um, you know yeah it's not God it's not Father Son and Holy Book right or in Holy Bible it's Holy Spirit it's like right right but <laughs> yeah you know yeah I mean any yeah so it's just interesting it's cr- yeah I'm just the human reasoning part of it wants me to put something that's tangible and mm-hmm. make it lower or less because I don't fully get it. Right. Yeah. And that's why we, we should be thankful for scholars and people who have devoted their life to this book because mm-hmm. there are tools now that, you know, we have more tools than ever before on earth Yeah. Uh, to understand what is an old text. And in the same way that it's... Uh, you know, it, it is old, but it's also new. It's living and active. You, you referenced mm-hmm. that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, that may be Hebrews 4.12 that talks about the Scripture being living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And, yeah, I just think, and I, I used to say that as well, that same phrase, and it was when I was kind of going through a phase of really experiencing the Lord in what ways that I would say are supernatural. Yeah. And so there was, and I grew up, you know, reading the Bible religiously, but I don't think that's our issue today. I don't think our problem is people are reading it too much. And yeah. And they need to kind of remember that it's directing them to the author. Hmm. Some people do. Yeah. But I don't think the, the every, you know, the common Christian that hears that message I don't think that's their struggle. I don't think their struggle is, hey, you're reading the Bible too much and you need to kind of remember that it's about the author, not, uh, you know, words on a page per se. It's not about, it's like, yeah. To me, that that's silly, and it just shows, again, I think people, it just shows what people believe about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, I could say my own personal experience, I grew up, a, and in Christian school, we read the Bible every day. I had Bible class, mm-hmm. and there's and I most time would study it, read it, if not all the time, to make a good grade, to understand it, to know the information. Mm-hmm. But because it's living and active, it's the inspired Word of God. Ten, fifteen years later, it ministers to me. Mm-hmm. Ten, fifteen years later, I use it to talk about my personal story that can minister to somebody else, mm-hmm. and it's alive. It's mm-hmm. It, it changes people. It affects mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I could just pull it out like it was like there all along for mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. But I had forgotten. Like, I'd forgotten about it, but he hadn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's just something interesting about mm-hmm. the Bible that you're like, 
Well, you could do that with any book. Maybe. I don't Yeah. Maybe, but I, I not as much not as I've had the, with this one. Yeah, not <laughs> the same impact. Because again, yeah. it goes back to what is it? And it doesn't become it when we think it does. Yeah. You know, it's quoting C. S. Lewis almost, is not the same as quoting God through the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Because this is God's word. Yeah. You know, I read Chronicles of Narnia growing up. I could think back of excerpts from that book, you know, from those books. Safe. Of course he isn't safe, yeah. but he's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's not a tame lion. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, again, it all goes back to what is it? I feel like our biggest issue today mm-hmm. is what is truth and how do we know Mm-hmm. How do you know it's it's what is that epistemology? You know how you know what what you know. That is our biggest issue today, and this to me, the Bible, is the foundation, is what we tie our uh, lives to. Lives to, um, and the Scripture. Yeah. Would you say it's a difficult book to read if you're a non-Christian? If you don't believe that God, that is Christianity is a revealed religion, that you believe it's just something people believe or think or just... Yeah, I mean, I think there's aspect. It depends on how you're reading it. You know, I think that there are... Um, if you're reading it and appreciating the different genre that different books of the Bible were written in, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily hard as, as in... Um, is it intellectually hard to read it? But to read it and um, to read it and it have impact, God still has to reveal Himself. Mm-hmm. You know, there are New Testament scholars and you know public universities all over the the country that know it, mm-hmm. but they don't know it. Yeah. Or they know it, and they don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there are New Testament scholars that are not believers all over this country that um, could quote it better than any of us. Mm-hmm. Could say, go to this, this, this. But they don't know him. Yeah. And at the same time, to our previous point, they are they are receiving the word of God. Yeah. And it is the word of God to them just like it is to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, by God's grace, he's revealed it to us. Yeah. It's, it's had an impact that is, that is obvious, that is apparent, that is tangible. But, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, is it hard to read it if, and, like, really meet with the Lord? I'd say it's impossible unless he reveals it. You don't have to be a Christian, but he, he has to be revealing it. <laughs> yeah. He's either revealing it to you outside of you by his spirit, or he's revealing it to you inside of you by his spirit. But either yeah. way, he's got to reveal it to you by his spirit. Yeah. So. Huh. So you're saying the spirit of God. God is a spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's living in you, moving. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Marriage Lab. If you want your marriage to thrive, 
this is a great opportunity to use. Strong marriages are the bedrock of strong churches, organizations, families, and community. This is a 12-month pathway for any of you that are looking to really have weekly engagement with experienced marriage counselors. Not just one, but many. So go to restory.life backslash thrive to get on the waiting list for this great program that starts in April. That's restory.life backslash thrive. And make sure you put the word forge in the promo code to receive a discount on your monthly fee. Now back to the episode. Yeah, and we can add that to the list of uh, insane things Christians believe. Yep. God lives in you. God comes mm. and takes up residence in you. Colossians 2 would even teach that the fullness of who God is indwells you in some crazy way. That's Colossians 2, 9, and 10. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what? God lives inside of you? Yeah. God lives inside of me? According to the power within you. Mm, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. I just, yeah, it's... it's and, that's, and that's what's unique going back to, you know, the revealed thing that... That's like medicine to us. That's food, soul food for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There could be somebody out there that hears that and goes... That's crazy talk, or yeah. well, that's kind of strange, or that's what yeah. they think, or yeah. but how we can sit here and I could be ministered to by you just talking about the Bible and how the whole talking about the, who the Holy Spirit is in us, discovering who God is through the Bible. One hundred percent. You about to drop something? Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna point out how. Throughout the book of Acts, when folks get saved, when revelation hits their ears and hits their heart and faith is activated and they believe, throughout the book of Acts, Luke states frequently that as many as were called or as many were appointed were saved and the point is why do some get saved and some don't I mean we're teetering I guess a little off topic but the point is it's revealed those who are saved they're saved because God revealed himself to them in a saving way Hmm. and It's just critical to remember because that keeps you humble and it keeps you, even as you share the gospel, that, that becomes your prayer that is parallel with, with the message itself. So we always need to communicate the gospel to everyone. We always need to communicate the message. And the prayer right along with it is, Lord, would you reveal yourself to them? Would you open the eyes of their heart that they may see? And... Yeah. So therefore, yeah, which makes me ask the question. So the the gospel, the truth of the Bible, the truth of who He is, can be revealed in us. Is that is that possible? In us, 
Yeah. And by in us, what do you mean by in us? Like interacting with, like you said, like the non-Christian. I could, they 100%. can be, they could be, they, God can reveal Himself to them through us. One hundred percent. And I think again that the know, Word made flesh in a way. Yeah, exactly. Romans talks about how will they know unless someone tells them. Um, I think that's Romans. Let's see if we can get there. Um, Romans 10. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? The chief means by which God has chosen to get the message of salvation for the entire world, the gospel. Mm-hmm. God sent his son to the earth, lived a sinless life to redeem all of mankind. And that, that imitation is extended to everyone. Christ died for the sins of the world. He was resurrected. That message that causes someone, when faith explodes in their heart by God's grace, they are transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. They are transferred from an eternity that was bound towards separation from God to an eternity that is close to God where 1 Corinthians 6.17 would say that you've actually become one spirit, that there's a union. And that transition comes with the message of the gospel. And when by God's grace, faith explodes in someone's heart, is ignited, and they believe. That message that is critical for salvation, God has chosen the chief means by which to get that message out is through a human. Romans 10, 14. How will they hear without a preacher? Hmm. And it goes back to God's relentless uh, character to almost do everything, <laughs> not entirely, but almost do everything with humanity, with this co-laboring with mm. humanity that, you know, are there folks in the Middle East who are having dreams of, of Christ and getting saved? A hundred percent, hundred percent. The most conservative ministries in the world are pumping out stories of that. And at the same time, the chief way that God communicates the gospel when folks get saved is through human sharing it that's nuts and I think that's so cool mm-hmm. and you have that all throughout the book of Acts you know real life stories of someone getting up sharing the gospel and folks believing yeah which kind of makes you think that God yeah he's not dead set on a What's the, what's the, I'm trying to figure out here. I just, like in my mind, I'm like, God's okay with mistakes, in a way. He's, the result isn't always his intent. I don't know, what am I trying to? And is that, are you saying in connection to the gospel presentation? Yeah, I'm just like, it's. Yeah, 100%, we're, we're yeah. Di- you know, we're, we're one step away from deep, theology. <laughs> yeah. Which is why do folks get some folks get saved and some don't? Why does why? From the human standpoint. Well, I'm just saying from from God's perspective, he could save everybody right now. 100%. If I if I really believe what this book says that he is all-knowing, all-powerful. Yeah, 100%. Could do it. 
100%. But yet, going back to your co-laboring thing, but for some reason, he chooses us to deliver his message, his yeah. love, his, his desire for people. 100%. And our, our goal, our job, you could say, our task, our assignment, is to just share it, to just share the gospel mm-hmm. with everyone. Getting into the why some, why not up, our job is just to share. Yeah. Our job is just to share. And Acts 13.48 kind of references So it's not this. our job for the result. One hundred, Yeah, because... Our job is not to get the salvations. You can't. This is impossible. Mm-hmm. The... Um, the verse, I think it's with the rich, what, I think it's in John, and the verse that we quote, what is impossible with man is possible with God. We quote that a lot. Mm-hmm. That verse, and again, I can't recall exactly where it is, but that verse is in reference to salvation. Jesus is kind of giving a story giving an update teaching and his disciples said who then can be saved yeah because if if it's hard for a rich man to get saved the disciples responded and said well who then can be saved Mm -hmm. and he said what is impossible not hard what is impossible with man is possible with God yeah salvation is impossible yeah John 3 you're not born of will you're not born of a human decision. You're born of God. Hope. And, and Acts 13, 48 says, When the Gentiles heard this, Paul had uh, shared, uh, shared Christ. When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. Listen to this. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed yeah it's revealed mm-hmm. well I hope uh, maybe this answered some questions from last week or at least gave you some more understanding practical understanding of God and the world the word maybe um. Yeah, but more than anything, actually, I hope it brings more questions. Um, and hope, yeah, that stirs you to mystery, stirs you to uh, seek the truth, to spend time with God, to spend time with others, and ask these questions about what is it that I really believe. Um, but I think uh, I, I hope the overwhelming theme that you heard from this conversation was just that God's grace is just amazing. That He would choose a flawed individual like myself um, to speak His message, His truth um, to people. That people can know God's love through me, through you, the individual, even in my flawed state. Even though I I am broken and I don't I am not complete like his son Jesus who he sent, but I am still can carry the, the powerful message of the gospel. So I hope this has uh, been helpful to you, useful. Please feel free to leave me some comments um, wherever you hear this or just email me at cartwright at the center 
bham.org. Have a good one.